From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm Monique Aiken, and this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, September 23rd. Today, I'm joined by Impact Alpha's editor, David Bank, who's been running around New York for Climate Week. Welcome to the East Coast, David. Hey, Monique. It's a wonderful town. (laughs) But first, here's what you need to know from the week in Impact Investing. New momentum and stubborn challenges are front and center at this year's Climate Week. Investors, entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and world leaders descended on New York for the annual gathering alongside the UN General Assembly meeting. After a season of undeniable extreme weather events, global energy insecurity, and clarion calls for climate justice, the week's theme was getting it done. For climate finance experts, one of the most exciting parts of the Inflation Reduction Act is a $27 billion greenhouse gas reduction fund. The Green Bank, housed within the EPA, will provide catalytic capital for a variety of climate projects. In a guest post on Impact Alpha, Eric Hengen and Michael Swack of the University of New Hampshire identified five principles to ensure Green Bank effectively serves low-income and underserved communities. What's the most eco-friendly way to mine gold? Don't mine it. Nature's Vault, a blockchain-based finance company headquartered in Singapore, is buying up mining claims in Canada for the express purpose of not digging for gold. Instead, the company is selling crypto, legacy tokens, that serve as digital proof of the underlying value of the gold. The global mining industry is responsible for up to 7% of total greenhouse gas emissions, according to some estimates. Walmart heir Lucas Walton's foundation has joined the small club of those aligning their endowments with their missions. The family office, known as Builder's Vision, has reached its goal of aligning 90% of its $1 billion endowment with the philanthropic mission of, quote, building a more humane and healthy planet. Only one in five foundations screen out investments that are inconsistent with their mission, according to the Council of Foundations, let alone invest in solutions. And a startup in the Netherlands is teaming up with a fund manager in Ghana to demonstrate the green, resilient, local impact of toilet paper. The Good Roll, based near Amsterdam, is on a mission to make the humble toilet paper roll a sustainable product that no longer depends on chewing up 27,000 trees a day. Sourcing raw materials, recycled paper from Germany and bamboo from China, came with a host of challenges. So the Good Roll rebuilt its supply chain from scratch and is partnering with farmers in Ghana to plant, harvest, and buy bamboo. David, the highways are bumper to bumper. Public transit is packed in like sardines. No, it's not just a normal week in New York. It's UN Climate Week, and it seems like the entire climate industrial complex was in the city, including you. Uh, yeah, Monique. Well, I will say that it's not only Climate Week, it was also the UN General Assembly. So the many of the streets were blocked off. There were motorcades um, and uh, it was a zoo but, <laughs> and, and Clinton Global Initiative. But, uh, you know, between zinging, you know, from from uptown to downtown and, and, and east to west, uh, I got to a bunch of different events. So what, what were the big headlines from the week? Well, you know, what's fascinating is how much momentum and enthusiasm and I would dare say kind of optimism there was. It would have been a completely different story, I think, if the Inflation Reduction Act, the climate spending bill um, that passed a few weeks ago hadn't been enacted. But that has unleashed, you know, kind of maybe people's hopes, uh, at least, as well as a bunch of money, of course. So, you know, everybody was talking, you know, more in the kind of opportunity 
frame um, and less in the kind of cost um, and liabilities frame. And even, you know, dare say that there's kind of going to be a kind of back-ended uh, progress made on carbon reduction and 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 the energy transition and, and, and all the rest. Um, there were a bunch of studies, of course, come out every year around this time. Um, so uh, the a survey of 400 S&P 500 companies by, by CDP, used to be called the Climate Disclosure Project, said that the energy transition can open up $4.8 trillion in new products. Um, Oxford University came uh, out with something that said decarbonization can save five to $15 trillion over the next few decades. Um, one thing that was actually tracked, those are all pr- projections. One thing that was actually tracking real uh, progress was um, uh, Bloomberg New Energy Finance uh, said that wind and solar uh, accounted for 10% of world electricity production last year for the first time, and maybe more importantly, 75% of new generating capacity. And then there was Malpass. Yeah, um, this is the David Malpass, the head of the World Bank. And um, Al Gore took off after him saying it's ridiculous to have a climate denier as the head of the World Bank and actually called for his resignation. And then David Gellis of The New York Times had him on a panel and asked for his response. Um, Here's what he said. Let me just be as clear as I can. Do you accept the scientific consensus that the man-made burning of fossil fuels is rapidly and dangerously warming the planet. I I don't know if everyone wants to comment on that. What we are doing is having impactful projects that reduce greenhouse gas emissions. We have a mission of a World Bank that's powerful. Will you answer the question? Is that? I I don't even know. I'm not a scientist. And that is not a question. So Al, Al Gore can put, I don't know why it stays on the stage. What we need to do is move forward with impactful projects. We're going to move on, but that was about as close to an answer as I believe we're going to get. I mean, a lot of this seems to come down to the outsized influence of U.S. politics, particularly GOP politics, on what's happening in this conversation. But I'm reminded of the UNDP's awesome hashtag, Don't Choose Extinction, which was rolled out last fall with a great video everyone should go look up right now with Jack Black as the voice of a T-Rex speaking at the UN. Listen up, people. I know a thing or two about extinction. And let me tell you, and you'd kind of think this would be obvious, going extinct is a bad thing. That's a, that's a good... Uh, a, a good reference. The other one is um, Dilbert uh, this week has been taking off after uh, ESG. So you know that uh, things have gotten a little crazy when uh, ESG has become a fodder for a cartoon strip. He's actually anti-ESG. Um, it would be hard enough to honor the theme of Climate Week, which was getting it done. It's uh, even harder when uh, there's so much polarization and, and division. Well, for all that momentum of Climate Week, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is still going up. There's no time to waste. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks to David and our producer, Isaac Silk. Ready to try Impact Alpha? Sign up for Impact Alpha Open, free of charge, directly at impactalpha.com. Want to go deeper? Grab a subscription and get full access to the site, Agents of Impact Calls, and the daily email brief. Right now, we're offering everybody $100 off. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and choose an annual subscription. Thank you for listening. I'm Anique Aiken, Managing Director for TIP, the Investment Integration Project. Make sure to check back for next week's briefing. And until then, take care.